Jesus is banking on you and me to proclaim to the world that his kingdom has come. Jesus preached the kingdom. Paul preached the kingdom. The apostles preached the kingdom. We also must preach the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom business. Now I can tell you, I believe that if you all took these principles of the word of God seriously as believers, this is the way to change the nation. We attended a function yesterday with Lois. It's a business. But the owner is a member of the church. Let me tell you, friends, I left there saying this is a pastor in the marketplace. And I pray that all of us can be called so. Because we are presenting the kingdom with no apologies. God is banking on you. Not another. And that is why God has given you that position, my friend. You might be a politician and you know how they campaign against you. But somehow, somehow, God saw you through. How many were you when you were being interviewed? Many, many more of you. But somehow, somehow, God saw you through. Look at where you live. Many people would want to live there, but somehow, somehow, God placed you there. My prayer is that you understand this. That when you reach there, you can say, now the kingdom of God has come. They will understand what faith is all about. That is the business why God has put you there. And if you feel like you are not in the right place, let me tell you, you can never be in the wrong place. Because God is in control of your life. Oh, my prayer is that your eyes will be opened. My eyes will be opened to ask ourselves, Lord Jesus, what do you want me to do for you here and now? Why must you ask yourself that question? It's because, brethren, we do not have all the time. No, Lois was counting how many times we have moved. You know, pastors, it's almost like what Jesus said. The Son of Man has nowhere to lay what? This life can be temporary, my friend. And she counted and counted as he said, how many times? Was it ten times? Or ten? He said, this one can go to the Guinness Book of Record. You know. The question is, do you notice the heart of God where you are? Do you also notice that you are not there for a very long time? It is so limited. I'm no longer in Thika. My friend, that's a good church, I can tell you. And we saw the heart of God for true. We saw miracles. We saw the presence of God. We have stories and stories to tell of what God did. We never knew it would be over so quickly. We also don't know for how long we will be here. That's why we want to preach. That's why we want to see the heart of God here as well. In the name of Jesus. But friends, I want you to know you are in that office. You are in wherever you are. Not by mistake. Not because someone took you there. So that you can preach the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That thing that we see is found in verse 6 to verse 8. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has said by his own authority. On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, hallelujah. But wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He says in verse 8, 
but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the hands of the heart. The disciples asked Jesus a very interesting question. Are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Now you can see the difference between the kingdom he is talking about and the kingdom the disciples are talking about. And you know what he replies? That's none of your business. Your job is to be my witnesses in every part of the world. The disciples like us, were, like you and me, were concerned with something different from what was in the heart of Jesus. The disciples still seemed to be thinking in terms of political power, of Jesus restoring Israel's power as an earthly kingdom. But Jesus put it clearly to them that his kingdom is not and never will be on this earth. It's not about these temporal things. This is how we think, even ourselves many times. Almost everything we say seems to be looked at from a political perspective, from a Kenyan perspective. We must stop thinking hardly and begin to, to focus on the heavenly. Hallelujah. Paul says we, Paul says we need to walk by faith and not by sight. Not that we should not plan or occupy until he comes, but all we do and we must be, and be must be put in the right perspective. We must appropriate our efforts accordingly. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be given to you as well. Jesus says that it is not for you to know the times when I will do what I need to do. And they should give us great comfort, not only that history is at a God, not only that history is at a God sovereign control and plan, but that it is the Father who is sovereign over all the affairs of the universe. Therefore, whether we live in an age of intense persecution for our faith or an age of revival, we can know that the loving Father is in sovereign control. Jesus emphasized to the disciples their need for some spiritual power to be able to accomplish the work that he had given them. So Jesus tells the disciples, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the promise the Father gave. Hallelujah. And in the book of Acts of Apostles, we see several outpourings of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is telling his disciples for those 40 days, he is discussing about the Holy Spirit. And here he tells them, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait until he comes upon you. And then you will receive power to be my witnesses across the globe. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he gives the promise. In Acts chapter 3, I mean chapter 2, the promise is fulfilled. Only about 10 days after this, and believers gathered in Jerusalem were filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 8 and chapter 10, we see new believers in Judea and Samaria receive the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 19, we see believers in Ephesus receive the Holy Spirit. What we are saying, friends, is the book of Acts of Apostles can also be called Acts of the Holy Spirit. Because whatever happens there does not happen naturally. It happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. What we are saying is Jesus is telling his disciples, 
We cannot witness effectively for Christ unless we rely upon the Holy Spirit. One, to produce godliness in our own daily lives and to lead others to the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We normally say that cars move by using what? Fuel. They are diesel, they are petrol. You can never put water in a car. Try. Try. No wonder. Two things look very difficult. A Christian life without the Holy Spirit. It's very difficult. If you hear Christians complaining, a Christian complaining all over, something is not right. Something is not right. Complaining about the nation, complaining about the family, complaining about everything. A complaining Christian walking by sight. Because everything that you see around is impossible. But a Christian full of the Holy Spirit, he says it's possible. Paul says with God all things are possible. You and God all things are possible. A Christian not full of the Holy Spirit, my friends, it's difficult to convert people. We cannot. We only witness. Only God, only the Holy Spirit is able to turn lives around. Jesus is telling his disciples, you cannot be able to do this work without the power of the Holy Spirit. These are the things that amaze us believers. I don't know about you but me. For the time I've been a pastor, I have seen spectacular salvations. You know even where people come for counseling and you are talking to them and you wonder, surely, what is going to happen here? And you talk and you talk and somewhere the Holy Spirit takes over. And the people who are, you know, who look dark, they look confused, they go out smiling because something has happened. And you wonder, by the way, what happened? Friends, this is not about the skills we, 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 you know, we got from our training schools. This is not about our experience in the ministry. There is some power. Hallelujah. We've gone to door-to-door to door witnessing and you talk to someone about Jesus and you realize this, far, this person is lost. But as you go on and go on, something, something happens in their lives. And they say, I surrender to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, friends, this Christian walk is enjoyable. Witnessing is enjoyable when we stop depending on ourselves. Let us stop driving our, trying to drive our cars using water. Because water is fluid. Not every fluid drives a car. We need the Holy Spirit to help us move our own lives, enjoy our Christian life, and enjoy witnessing for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah.